here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Back again. This is a really important segment. It sure is. Yes. So we're talking today about customer retention strategies that are going to keep your customers happy. That's what you want. So what's better than acquiring new customers, keeping your current ones? That's yes. for sure. So while there's a certain sense of satisfaction in bringing in new customers, maintaining your current customer list can actually be more cost effective, more profitable, and even easier than customer acquisition. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some brand tested customer retention strategies that are going to keep your customers loyal happy and engaged. So let's get to it. Yes, welcome back to Marketing and a Mic. We are always here to give you a variety of digital marketing tips, trends, guides, really just to help your business get results on the internet. Now, we're talking about customer retention. So every sales team should have some kind of strategy in place to acquire new business, but also retain your current ones. That's cool. um, keeping your current customers happy is a very profitable revenue stream, but it does require a plan. You can't go <laughs> all willy nilly. So <laughs> we're going to break it really down. Really, I'm telling you, you are on. You have got the what is it called? The jargon, the whatever it is. I love them. <laughs> it's like willy nilly. Don't want to yeah. do that. So we have strategies we're going to go over. So let's break it down. Yes. All right. So if you're not convinced that customer retention matters, consider this. So according to a recent report from Hazard, a 5% increase in retention can increase your profits anywhere from 25 to 95%. Those are worthwhile percentages right there. So yes. satisfied customers, they can become your best brand ambassador. So they're the ones that are most likely to send you referrals and can really be your best word of mouth advertisers. I mean, truly. Yes, absolutely. And this is kind of this next thing's kind of really cool. You can actually calculate your customer retention rate and you need to do that first before you even dive into any sort of plan. So before we jump into the retention plan, let's kind of understand, you know, your current customer retention rate. And this is very important. And it tells you the percentage of current customers that are sticking around and a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah, so you do want to figure this out. It's it's like a, it's like every plan. Like where what's your starting point? Yes. You know. So here's the formula. Trust me, it's not as complex <laughs> as this looks. I promise you. <laughs> so it's the number of customers at the end of the period, okay, minus the number of customers acquired during that period, divided by the number of customers at the beginning of that period, and then you multiply it by. 100. So that might be like, oh, my head's spinning. But it really, it really isn't when you think about those those numbers and, and that actual formula, because it is important. And when we talk about time period, that's really what you determine. So it could be a quarter, it could be a, a month, a year, but you set that time frame as your benchmark. Yes. So you keep all of those things um, in your mind, but you also need to consider what we call churn. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about that for just a second. So for example, if you have 200 customers at the beginning of the, a certain period, like you said, and you acquire 100 new customers, 
But then you lost 25 due to churn and churn just means people are just going to drop off. There's all kinds of different reasons. Life happens. You just never know. So that means at the end of the period, you now have 250 customers. So the final equation, if you think about this, you have your 250 customers minus 100, which was your new customers divided by 200. And like Sarah said, then you after you do all of that, take it times 100 and it equals 75 percent. So that's going to give you a percentage of your customer retention rate. And I know that sounds hard, but it's really not if you just plug in your numbers to that equation. And hey, I would think 75 percent would be pretty good. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. It's, It's really just looking at like, who are the new ones that I got? Who are the ones I still have and who are the ones that I lost? And then get that formula together from it. So your customer retention ratio is important because it tells you how well you're actually to keep customers hanging around. So this can help you also determine a benchmark or goal to aim for each period. So, you know, if it wasn't as high as 75%, you had something like, you know, 30%, be like, I want to get to 40% then you've got your kind of benchmark. So now that we've got that settled, let's kind of talk about the best practices that'll help you improve all of that customer retention process. Yes. Number one, we're going to create a customer loyalty program. Now, what does this mean? Loyalty programs are an effective way to increase purchase frequency Uh and retention because you're going to motivate the customers that you already have to stick around. Um, So depending on your type of business, loyalty programs can be designed to get customers to purchase more often, to sign up for maybe a longer commitment, maybe upgrade to a higher package or even earn some kind of valuable reward. Um, So it's a great way to keep those customers. Yeah. And however your business is designed, that's kind of how you would set up your loyalty program, of course, you know, whether it be an upgrade, a longer commitment, blah, blah, blah. So it becomes a really a profitable exchange for both you and your customers because the customer is going to get more value because they're going to get whatever it is, a sort of an upgraded deal. And you benefit from their repeat or long-term business. So that's why loyalty programs are such a great way because they ca- they capture, this is another thing too, they capture real valuable and contact information that you can use further down the line because that's really something that you want to do is you want to get their information so you can target them better. Absolutely. So when you're thinking about these loyalty programs, you need to think about three different things or really has three elements. So you need to think number one about the rewards that reinforce your core business goals. So by this, we need to think about whether do you want to encourage more visits? Do you want to get more trials? Do you want more incremental purchases? Make sure your program and rewards are structured to achieve your goals and what the best result is for your for your business. Yeah, it seems like a no brainer, but truly you can get a little bit lost when you're creating stuff where you kind of lose, well, what is this really for? So number two is you want to create benefits that are of value. So creating greater benefits that are more valuable to customers. So don't offer something that they're going to be like, yeah, what do I want this for? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So creating a tiered program is a good way to achieve that too. So 
loyal customers, if they spend more, they actually get more value, more rewards, more accelerated earning for like exclusive promotions, things like that. And the third element to consider is targeted offers. And targeted offers are, are, are these are rewards that are sort of highly relevant. So personalize your offers and rewards to your customers' interests and preferences. It's just that thing of feeling like, oh, it's like they know me. Like, oh, this is exactly what I need or want yeah. and that I didn't think about. That's so. a perfect way to put it. Feel like we know and we understand our customers and all mm -hmm. of that. And really, you should understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, yeah, it really helps. And, you know, you made a good point talking about what's valuable to them. Um, you always need to think of your customer, not you. What's valuable to us is getting more business, but that doesn't yeah. generate, you know, more business if the customer doesn't say, oh. And your customers will tell you pretty quick. Like if it's, yeah. if it's floppy, you'll be like, well, maybe that wasn't really valuable. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it can make you look horrible if, it, you yeah. know, oh, they just want more of my money. You know, you yeah. don't want that scenario. So um, anyway, make sure it's valuable to your customer. That's very, very important. And now we're going to talk about number two, something you can do. You can actually send engaging emails to your existing customers. Sometimes people think emails aren't used anymore, but they really are. More, more important now is, you know, that's where people go. Everybody's checking their emails still. So you need to make sure that if, you know, you want to send engaging emails, if purchase frequency Additional services, long-term commitments is the backbone of your customer retention. Emails are still an awesome way to help you accomplish this. So it may seem old school, but everybody still checks their emails. Yes, and that that's true, it, it, especially for things of like become a part of it. <clears throat> and I say emails. Um, you can also add that this can be also directed in text messages too. And it's True. just like once yeah. you capture that, but yeah. it's like a campaign, like an email targeted campaign. So it's real critical that each message adds value to your customer's experience. We talked there about we this Like if it doesn't, you're going to risk, you're going to run the risk of losing them. Um, mm -hmm. So create a target email campaign that's personalized to their interests or additional services or products that would benefit what they already have. Yes. This kind of leads us into their first experience with mm -hmm. you. Um, I was doing some training the other day and they said people are going to decide within the first 48 hours how their relationship's going to go with you. So a so great good. way to get the get started with follow up is have a follow up email like right after they purchase, whether it be a couple days or a week after the customer's first purchase, send them something that thanks them for their business because I, you know you're grateful to have their business, so make sure that they know it. This type of acknowledgement helps customers feel really good about their purchase and their decision, and it's really going to make your brand more approachable, and they're just going to feel like you really appreciate them and their business. Absolutely. And we're that, having fun thinking about different things that we're going to Oh, yeah. Doing, so um, we'll share that stuff later. But yeah, <laughs> we have more to come. Yeah. To be continued. Uh, so consider using, we, you know, we're just going to give you a little tidbits, but consider using the following types of emails or text campaigns to leverage your existing customers. One of them would be a mass offer. So this is an offer that's just like a blanket offer. It's valuable and available to everyone. So regardless of your demographic area or past purchase, this is just like one blanket offer. Like if you offer like a 10% discount on X service or products to existing customers, um, that that's kind of an example of a mass offer. 
it's just a good way to sort of put your brand out there again and remind customers that you value their business. Yes. And mass offers for the love. I mean, <laughs> what always upsets me about mass offers is if you don't get it offered to you as an, as a customer. Yeah. I mean, the ones that are, I mean, that are really famous for this are like say direct TV or dish network or something like that. They're offering yeah. all this stuff to new people, but they're not offering it to their existing customers. That's it's such like, a good point. Yeah. It's like, why am I not getting offered that? So anyway, make sure that you're offering that mass offers going to new customers and existing customers, no matter how long they've been with you. So yeah. um, another way to do it is have a segmented or targeted offer. With these kind of offers, the customer base, you, you divide them into groups based on their com a particular data point, maybe what they purchase, what they like, what they already have, whatever you want that data point to be that you're measuring. Each purchase or each person in that group is eligible for a specific offer and may, you know, may have group specific messaging that you can send to them that just relates to what they want or what yeah. they still need. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so effective. So, uh, you know, you can give you sort of a, this, this type of where it's segmented, it gives a small level of personalization, but it doesn't truly take the individual preferences into total account when building the offer. So this could be based on like a location or certain attributes like veterans or something like that. Like the, if you're a veteran, you get an additional whatever it is. So it's not like it's like just that that person because of that purchase. It's more of like because they're in that segmented group, uh, they'll get that offer. It's It, it, it works yeah. quite well. Yes, exactly. So you kind of have that where you're targeting a specific group, but you can also have like you kind of touched on it, a, what we call a personalized offer. Now, this offer is individualized for the consumer with unique actions and rewards based on their preferences and their purchase history. So it's guided towards that specific person, mm -hmm. what they've done with you. So this could, you know, this could be, you know, making an additional product or service or I'm getting, it's like words are hard. Are you getting, you're getting choked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I, where am I? Um, but anyway, you could be giving them recommendations for other products and services, give them promotions or upgrades to their specific package and service. And that's why it's personalized because I'm sure all of your customers don't have the exact same thing that they purchased from you. So yeah. you want to make sure that it applies just to them personally. Well, and with AI, now you could see the things that they looked at, like even after their purchase, like they were browsing and then you could be like, oh, I, you know, keep that in your collection and, and reposition it. So the, a well-timed email or text, it can have the perfect incentives delivering the right answer at the right time to existing customers. And it can also be a good way to bring back maybe some dormant customers um, that still could benefit from what you have to offer. And it's just a, hey, you know, just a touch point, another touch point of, hey, we want you back. <laughs> yes, exactly. And number three, you want to create a smooth process a smooth follow-up process from the start to the finish and everywhere in between. And like we said, first impressions are everything. Just like I mentioned, you've got, you know, 24, 48 hours after their purchase to kind of really make that first impression. So, you know, everybody gets excited mm -hmm. when they first purchase something and when they get that new product and a new service, but most customers, you know, they may have a little buyer's remorse or they want to, 
you know, you just never know. So you want to make sure that they keep remembering what was that first impression? Mm -hmm. What impression are they leaving with me? So if it was positive, they're much more likely to stick around. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of like that mindset of you don't want them to feel like, oh, well, now that you've got my money, you're like, I'm like in the dust, you know, (laughs) because it's like, well, I got the sale or, you know, they, they just don't want to feel forgotten about. So there's some elements that you could do to help kind of reinforce or create that solid customer experience. One of them is have a solid onboarding process. This is so huge. This can set you up for success for years to come. So it needs to be personalized as much as possible, hands-on, and focus on removing as much friction as possible. Well, what does that mean? So it's it's sort of it's sort of like setting up realistic expectations. That's so important. And it's it's all these things of just improving your customer retention rate. So you it can have a huge ability on customers understanding the process and what they're getting. Absolutely. So important. Um And in our business, and I'm sure like every other business, we always have the most asked questions. So you need part of all of this. You really need to anticipate those common questions that people are going to ask and make sure that you're ready to answer those and have those like we're talking about a smooth process, have a smooth process for people to be able to get those answers. So pay attention to those common questions. Get in front of them instead of waiting for the customer to ask you. Um, it's simple. It seems very simple, but it's just a really important re- retention technique. I mean, yeah. for example, if someone asks a question that you thought was obvious, that's a clue that it might not be so obvious. Because <laughs> right. It's like they're asking me this over and over and over. It's like we talked about quick wins. You know, yeah. through the process, you could say, hey, this happened today with your account or, hey, this is coming up next. So you're anticipating what they're going to be going through. It's so true. Because, right, you get kind of caught up in your own little, yeah. What you understand it so well. So you start to forget that there's some things that just it, it could get lost. So, yeah. so if they continue to ask the same question then that you've already explained, then maybe your business isn't making it so clear. And that is important. Again, if if the customer doesn't understand it, then it doesn't matter what you feel. So you want to really make sure that they feel comfortable about asking questions or provide them with like a go-to FAQ so that they can refer to it whenever needed. So um, again, it's just staying in front of it. It uh, yes, that's a that's a perfect way to put it. Stay in front of it. Be proactive, not reactive, because Mm -hmm. when they get that little sour taste in their mouth, like, oh, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen or, oh, I wish somebody would have told me this. um, You need to make them feel comfortable because the more comfortable they feel that higher retention, um, you know, they're going to stick around. You're going to have a higher retention. So just always listen to those questions and remember that. If one person asking is asking it, you're going to have others that may be thinking it and you don't, you know, if just because you don't hear from them doesn't mean they're not thinking the same thing. So, right. Yeah. As you said, get in front of it. So use the set it and forget it approach. What does this mean? The less your customer must deal with, the happier they are. Be proactive. I feel like that's so true, right? When you feel like you have to keep like, coming back for new stuff, you know, that's when it gets. So if a customer feels like, you know, they're getting an unbelievable convenience by working with you, they're really unlikely to go anywhere else. I mean, we want that convenience. So you can create this through multiple channels of communication, fast responses, 
accurate product or service description and really efficient troubleshooting. So um, I'm telling you, those things go a long way, don't they? It it sure does. And, you know, you need you should care about all of this stuff. Right. (laughs) Uh, So the next thing is capitalize on data collection. So that's number four. Personalization is alive and well. As much as we say we don't like to be tracked, and everybody always says that, it's still yeah. work real highly, you know, in favor as customers. So to retain customers successfully, you really need to understand their preferences and their motivations without even having to ask. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer, but you know, people, some customers or some businesses don't do that. They take their money and run, and they don't you know, approach their customers again until they, oh, they need something. Think they know their, yeah, you're exactly, or they think they know their customer. And yeah. it's like that just us can, you know, we always say assumption can get you into, get you into trouble. So collecting and mapping out customer data, it's like, it could be like basic contact information, uh, transaction histories, customer service interactions, um, loyalty program data. It can all help you prevent that churn that we talked about earlier yeah. and identify where the wants of your customers intersect with your business objectives. So it's sort of like that thing of that, that feedback of like, what are they, what are their behaviors? So um, an option for customer data collection would be creating customer accounts. So, you know, with first party data collection coming alive and well, and that third party data going away, um, it businesses really need to develop ways to collect important information about their customers. Yes. And you can, First, do this like right when you sign them up or mm-hmm. when, you, you know, you can accomplish, accomplish it through the payment portal even and create online accounts during the checkout process if they're checking out. So you need to develop customer support options. So think about this. Support systems help you eff- effectively communicate with your customers and provide them the right level of support. So you don't want to have them feel like they're out there by themselves Mm -hmm. and that nobody's helping them. No one's answering their questions. So you need a support system, you know, that can both help pre-sale, but also Mm -hmm. post-sale. This is going to enable you to be more of like a customer service rep and clearly communicate with your customer. So you just want to make sure you have those opportunities going on all the time. Yes, be accessible. So, you know, depending on how your business is designed, it could be a live chat, chat, it could be a help desk, uh, whatever it is, it just makes sure that it's available so that a question, a customer can turn to you for a question. Um, or if they've got, if they're sort of not po- purchasing yet, if you are right there delivering that answer, it can turn that into a sale mm-hmm. um, once you've kind of resolve their inquiry. So whether they come to you through your website, through an email, through social media, very often an effectively resolved complaint or problem can turn a unhappy customer into a loyal customer or even a repeat customer. That's very true. And in addition to that, any customer feedback you can get can help you improve on your whole process and the whole shopping experience. So you want to ask for that kind of stuff. I mean, how did you feel about this? How's it going? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just very important to make sure that you are in touch <laughs> with your customers. Yeah. Another thing is to think about is to re-engage customers using marketing automation. I mean, my gosh, there's a gazillion different things that you can do. It's just to make sure that you're definitely use it because today's marketing automation technologies 
can take on an entire marketing process on its own. And yeah. Simpl- yeah, simplify it once you get it set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, we're going to just admit this to you. Right it can't get us. into your head. <laughs> just yes. yes. You've got to be able to get it set up first, which can be quite a task. But once you do, it can be huge. And reengaging customers is just one of these processes. Yeah. But it, it's just, it can do so many things. Right. And again, it is. It's sort of just making sure you set it up correctly. So instead of your marketing team sort of like manually trying to figure out like how to track which customers have lapsed, there's so many marketing automation solutions out there that use AI and machine learning that can recognize when customers lapse and re-engage with them personally with relevant offer. So that is a whole nother show, but it's out there. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm thinking of all these other shows. (laughs) Yeah, We've got all, we've got so much info, but yeah, there's a lot to it. So, all right, that's it for us today. So if you need help creating your own customer retention strategy, or you're just kind of looking for different ways to increase your online presence and get more customers, we would love to talk to you and, and get some ideas together. Yeah, as always, but We want to remind you, please don't forget that our podcast also goes live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can always catch the replay on Instagram. And please also subscribe to our YouTube channel because there are tons of resources out there to help you with your digital marketing. There sure are. We're everywhere. (laughs) We're everywhere. Everywhere. We're here to help you. So I guess we will see y'all next time. All right. Bye.